Hey everyone and welcome back. It's your friend and me Lee here for season five of XP Hunter. I'm so excited to see you guys back. If you're just joining, welcome to the guild. If you're returning, I missed you. Can't wait to hear all your stories. So let's start the hunt. Hey everyone, so, you know, the first episode of every season is usually, you know, me pontificating on previous uh, seasons. Uh, so, you know, if you go and you check back uh, in the, the log of the podcast or whatever, you will probably see, uh, you know, episode zeros. I started naming them episode zero. So, I've been doing this podcast for, I guess, two years now, and I'm still kind of feeling out how I want it to go, uh, but it's been a, a lot of fun uh, over the course of pretty much like the last six months um obviously including like lockdown and all that stuff but um I've really been trying to get a handle on what I want the podcast to be like and you know expanding um how I express myself creatively and the like and I think that uh I've said it a couple times right I also have like a IRL show XP Hunter IRL where it, like we go to you know PAX East Comic-Con um there are a couple of uh, dev companies that like have you know actual office space not you know working out of like their homes or their basements or anything so uh visit places like that and i also uh recently uh, had the idea to start doing cosplay academy which is less of me teaching you how to cosplay more of like you watching me fail and realizing where i made a mistake and you do better and i'm okay with that because i do like to craft i do uh, like to sew i've been sewing for five years now and you know i just got well not just i kind of just recently uh got a serger and it's like a whole game changer it's amazing i love it oh my god um so i was working on i think the last time i talked with you guys i was working on the uh red lantern cosplay and if you know anything about me uh, you know that it kind of <laughs> it kind of went on the back burner not because um of anything particular I just a I not that I have a short attention span it's just you know you work on something and work on it work on it and then something goes wrong and they have to go back and they have to redo it and I just got frustrated but also like procrastination is like my constant companion it's always there with me um and so I've been like kind of procrastinating uh the, I guess like the progress on it I guess I would say is like the jacket is like man I'll say I'll say it's like 75% done I just have to like sew in the lining and put on the sleeves and it will be done. Yeah. Actually, nope, I lied. It's more like mm, it's like sixty-five percent done. I still have to, to uh <laughs> I still have to sew on the um the the logo or I should say symbol, whatever. And the bodice is hmm. The shirt is I guess say fifty percent done and the pants are like 40% done so like I've made progress on all of it but it definitely isn't like done done also you know I just want to preface like I also kind of like lost the wind out of my sails I should say uh when lockdown happened right because I was like oh I have to make this by the time you know comic-con happens and that happens or is supposed to happen in August which right now I'm not even sure if that's gonna happen I mean man it's kind of soul crushing because I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear this cosplay. I'm going to look amazing. And of course, I bought the premium package, right? So I'm going to go all four days. And now I'm like, I feel like life is canceled. Just, ugh. 
It's so sad, right? Because, you know, I have all these plans. I was lucky that I still ended up going to PAX East, even though that's, like, right when the COVID thing was starting to, like, oh, like, it's really contagious. And, like, all these people in a building in pretty much what is equated to one giant room is not a great idea. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> so I went, and it was, it was a good time. But now I'm kind of like, oh, it was, like, the last bit of, like, fun I had before lockdown. So... I've definitely kind of slowed down on sewing because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I mean, I want it to get done. And that cosplay is definitely going to get done. It's just, man, it's going to be so sad to finish it and then have nowhere to wear it. (laughs) So uh, I think that's a little bit uh, why I've been procrastinating more than more than normal. Um, But I am going to be turning out uh, the first episode of Cosplay Academy doing a tutorial on foam I'm doing a foam mask for my costume uh and mind you I've never worked with foam before so I I bought a pattern uh from Kumoi Cosplay she's pretty popular um so I bought it because I was like I don't know what the hell I'm doing it'd be really nice to have guidance and so um I bought like a standard like uh, face mask pattern which was ironic because I started doing it before this and now I'm like hmm this is a useful uh so yeah i'm gonna do a standard one and then i'm gonna do two kind of alternatives that i think will really suit uh my uh oc character uh red lantern character so we'll see how uh that turns out um but also let's uh talk about some of our previous episodes so season four there was a lot kind of going on uh we actually had a lot of um companions join us I also uh, launched uh, two or I guess just to say a special segment of uh, XP Hunter called co-op mode Uh, and you know the first topic I didn't hadn't really picked it I was like I'm just gonna get a bunch of people in a room and I'll decide what we're gonna talk about when we get there and so uh, a lot of the people I invited you know young black millennials and so we ended up talking about black lab and when we're in the when we were doing it really it kind of I should say inspired me because you know it come there are things that are particular to uh, you know any ethnicity or whatever they're just they're just things hallmarks that stick out whether they're good or they're bad and in the black community especially now um all across the world millennials are feeling some type of way about um relationships about family um and those uh while a lot of those are informed by a culture a lot of it's also informed by economics right like for the most part, millennials in all parts of the world are severing because there's not, you know, same amount of high paying jobs available. Um, I mean, the job market's always competitive, but there's just it's just like a whole new level for us. Right. There are less jobs available because the baby boomers are the largest generation in, in most populations, but especially the United States. Um, and so. That's been an issue. So a lot of us are like, mm, you know, can't buy a house. That's expensive. Oh, don't want to have kids. That's expensive. Uh, marriage, our attitude towards marriage and relationships is also way different because, you know, now it's not like, uh, I guess in the old days, uh, most people met their significant other at their job, right? And nowadays that's not really something that happens because again, a lot of the people who, um, hold positions are like way older than the people entering, right? And then on top of that, um, there's a lot of teleworking, so you work from home, and there's you don't really interact with people a lot. And also, I don't know. I don't want to say that millennials don't know how to maintain relationships. I just think that 
their ideas on what a relationship is and how it should function is a little wonky. So like for me personally, um, what I hear a lot from men, regardless of ethnicity, is kind of like, you know, the whole, oh, I want an independent woman, like someone who has her own money and is not going to depend on me. And it, you know, it just, for me, I guess maybe I'm a little jaded, uh, but I just feel like, I guess the connotation for women has always been like, there's not enough, you know, quote unquote, good men to go around. And the thing is like, human beings are selfish, right? Like you can't fight that. It doesn't matter your gender or your ethnicity. Human beings are selfish, greedy creatures. And for millennial women, it's kind of like, well, I want to work hard and, you know, make money and be able to do for myself and do all that stuff and have that freedom. And millennial guys are after the same thing. But then on top of that, they, they want a significant other who's going to support them. And like, the thing about it is that they don't know what that looks like, I think, supporting each other. Because I think for men, because America is still a patriarchy, we still prize men over women. And their idea is that them achieving is like both of you achieving. And it's like, no, no, it's not. Because the second that like something doesn't go your way or you get upset, like you're going to throw that in their face. Also, who wants to stay at home and do nothing all the time? Or who wants to stay at home and just be, you know, a house parent spouse whatever I don't even know I don't even know the term for it but that is one of the topics we covered um on co-op mode we did the first episode of co-op mode was about black love specifically um and the second one was about the intricacies that uh exist within black culture among black people that we know that other people aren't in the know of or uh you know things that we can express to each other and know and someone who's not wouldn't uh and then the most recent episode uh was about uh well actually in that same episode we explored what it would mean to be like a stay-at-home spouse or parent or whatever you're listening to xp hunter stay tuned so uh actually i have a co-worker who just left and his end goal isn't to be a stay-at-home dad but that's what he's gonna do for a while he's gonna be at home with his kids and he's like i'm gonna save seven hours every week because i don't have to like drive here, um, drive my kids to daycare, drop them off, drive to work, then drive back, pick them up at the very last minute, like right when pickup ends, right? Like he's like, I can be there when I need to be there. If they have a special event at school, I can go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a great thing to want to do as a dad because a lot yeah. of dads or even normal parents can't do it. Like the workday is crazy long. So I think if that works for your your family, if that works for your, your relationship, that's what needs to get done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I would agree too. This is Alex here. I, I would especially agree, especially if you are actual partners and there is like a trade-off where it isn't like the person is making less and you're making more, but then you're also still doing the traditional chores that women are expected to do. Whereas like, oh, I have to grind at work for 40, 80 hours a week or something. And then I have to go home and grind at home too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind. And I understand like, just because of like racism and other things, like sometimes men will make less. Like that's just how it is. And like people of color overall, like regardless of gender tend to have issues and everything with um, better wages and benefits and things like that. But as long as like we are partners and we talk about it and we're also both ambitious where it's like we're not going to stay at a job knowing that we can't support our families and everything like that. Like, you know, we're both like trying to do our best and trying to work hard. I don't mind that I make more than my partner, but mm-hmm. my partner has to be a true partner yeah. mm-hmm. and not necessarily be like 
oh, well, like, I can't, you know, do whatever, whatever. I can't pursue my passion or my dream or whatever. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything at all. Yeah. yeah. And well, I'm not going to support the household. I'm not going to, you know, take care of the kids. I'm not going to help out our parents enough. And I'm just going to do whatever. And I, I think men expect the same thing of women for the most part. You know, they don't want to, you know, have a woman who is also like that, who is just sitting at home and not doing anything who is caught up in things and isn't, you know, either helping out, you know, both on, like, the home front or helping out, like, on a work front or both, you know? Yeah, and I think that we kind of get a... This isn't, like, an internalized thing, but it, I do think a lot of people, Americans, are dissuaded from changing the that, that gender role um, because we always see it as, like, a negative, right? Like, in movies, it always presents itself as, like, the woman who loves her man so much that she works, she grinds, she pays for him to like better himself, go to law school, do this, do that. And then mm-hmm. once he's gotten it, he just leaves, right? Mm-hmm. So all her effort or that, that love is betrayed, that confidence is betrayed. Um, and we never see it as a positive. It's never presented positively. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely cool with it as long as you're not insecure. Yeah. Um, and just like uh, ABG was saying, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be your sugar mama, like taking care of you. It should be like, we should be taking care of each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if we're both, you know, ambitious, we're both working, either that's like, you know, a nine to five or we're working on other things to, you know, better advance both of us, then I'm cool with that. It doesn't bother me. What about a man who aspires to be a stay at home dad? I mean, what's wrong with that? You're listening to XP Hunter. Welcome back. The whole like relationship thing for millennials, I think, is just a boiling pot that's just you know uh, boiling over. You know, it's 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 about to be a fire. <laughs> we discussed a, a lot of stuff like that, and it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm always open to topic ideas, so if you have an idea, you can always send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail You can send me a DM on Instagram. Um, Anything like that. I'm always open to topics. Or if you think there's someone I should talk to, like a video gamer or a game dev or a comic artist or anything like that, let me know. Because, you know, I'm only one person, unfortunately. Uh, So sometimes uh, things go by the wayside. So I'm always open. But back to our amazing season four. In season four, I also uh, talked about uh animes that i really liked and, and why i like them i mean i wouldn't say like i'm a cl- uh, a eclectic kind of anime person like when i was growing up i watched the same animes as everyone else you know sailor moon you know mega man uh dragon ball um i was never into lupin someone said that to me like lupin the third was like their favorite anime and like i was mm, yikes it's just not my type you know i grew up with like gundam wing and you know ronin kenshin stuff like that but now that i'm older i kind of like stuff that has deeper meanings and so i had an episode where i talked about two of my favorite anime overlord and one punch man and why i really enjoyed them so i like one punch man because i think it's hilarious like saitama the main character he's just really disappointed in life like he's reached the goal his ultimate goal of what he wanted to be the strongest person on the planet or whatever and now it's kind of like he's just always looking for what's next like who am I gonna find who's gonna be able to beat me and I love that and Overlord is about a guy who plays an MMO online and you know it's kind of along the same lines of like Sword Art Online it's he played he's playing this game at a point where there's like a neural interface right so you put on the headset and basically you can control your character like it was your own body and so the server's supposed to shut down 
it shuts down. He does not wake up in his bed having his favorite MMO um, having been, I guess you could say, destroyed. Like it was no longer going to be active. He ends up staying there. And because he is the only um, player-operated character and everything else is technically an NPC, he's the strongest thing that exists in that plane of existence, which is exciting. Uh, and it had potential to be really campy, but it ended up not being because he goes through literal what any normal person would go through is like, oh, I'm basically got here. Like, what do I do? And, uh, you know, the series goes on from there. But it's not done. It's actually not based on a manga. Ironically, it's based on what they call like a light novel. And so there's still supposed to be a season four. When it's supposed to come out, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, that episode I really liked because I got to like kind of talk out some things that were going on in my mind. <laughs> XP Hunter. The the story with One Punch Man is that uh, the main character, Saitama, was just a normal salary guy. Actually, he was unemployed at the beginning of the series. And he, you know, he had dead eyes because he was like, this is not what I want. I, you know, he didn't want to have a, be an office worker. And so one day, because for whatever reasons, there are always monsters attacking the city or the cities around his city. And he realizes that he wants to be the strongest martial artist ever. That's what he wants. And he gets into a fight with this creature and he gets his, you know, he gets torn apart, right? <laughs> but then he goes on to train and then he achieves that goal, right? That's the premise. He becomes the strongest martial artist. He becomes one punch man. It takes one punch for him to win a fight. And along the lines of the story arc of Overlord, the main character, um, he later goes by Lord Ainz, but Momugen, uh, he is a gamer like you and me, Hunter. He's out here playing his MMO um massively multiplayer online game uh, and he's in a clan with his, his guild and his guild is pretty successful uh, they have this really big guild hall and they have all these rare items that they build and they have all these you know npcs that do things in their guild hall for them and stuff like that and so the game is being discontinued so the server that runs the game is being you know cut like that they're gonna wipe all the data from that game and use it for something else so there, he's there in the last couple of hours. He's like, I'm going to stay online until the game goes out. And a lot of his friends don't show up. One other person from his clan shows up and leaves before the game is, is discontinued. So he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and styling. You know, he goes and he sits on the throne uh, and he goes and sits down and then the time clicks over and then he nothing happens. He's like, but I'm still in the game. And this is along the lines of... Uh, a sword art online so this is like a, a digital uh, interface with your brain so he's physically in the game well physically he's mentally being projected into the game um and so he's like nothing happened like why is the game not why didn't everything go black da, da, da. so long story short he's stuck in the game like he is in the game and he's a very high level character and so now he is literally the strongest being in the game universe the npcs now have some sentience they can talk they can do actions that they complex actions they couldn't do while the game was running and so now he is the strongest character he is god in this game and so if you don't already get the premise the the connection between the two it's like exceptional dissatisfaction and i guess that's more along the lines with uh, saitama than with um lord Ainz. but for me perfect per for me personally what really like tickles me about it is for me what makes things funny or what makes it horrifying is the parallels with real life 
XP Hunter. We talked about video game nostalgia and um, why it's good and why it's bad. And, uh, you know, I brought up Final Fantasy VII at the time. The, you know, the remake had been promised since, I don't even know, like maybe 2007 or whatever. And it just recently came out a couple weeks ago, uh, the remake, which looks amazing. Um, Corvette kind of got me by the short and curlies because I was supposed to pick up my pre-order copy with, like, my special, like, uh, Shimmer employee ID card and you know all the stuff they, they sell they give you when you pre-order stuff and GameStop's not open and they have no customer service so kind of screwed but I guess I can just cool my heels it's not like I was depending on it or anything hmm. um anyway but we also talked about how it can be bad and uh a lot of video game development companies kind of quote unquote reboot games because they know it will make them money and they don't really focus on doing more with it. Uh, as far as I know, Final Fantasy VII, he, they said, you know, there's some extra story in there, but it is a remake. It says it's a remake. It doesn't say Redux. It doesn't say all, oh, you know, something new. It's, it's a remake. It's just a remastered version of the original game. Uh, except there are some changes, you know, uh, the original Final Fantasy VII was a turn-based game, so you had a certain amount of time before you can do another action, but I believe the new version is not turn-based. I think it's um, real-time, so that's a big change for the game. Uh, and I also talked about literature um, being made into movies, and while there is a, a pretty decent catalog of movies that were books I should say books that were made into movies that actually turned out really well they had good casting uh good writing they were very faithful to the original content there are some movies that just aren't and those kind of go along the same line lines of like remakes right of of them rehashing an old video game an old movie because they know the style the, the nostalgia people hold for it will bring them into theaters and so for me personally like uh, the books I focused on were like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Color Out of Space. So Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was written by Douglas Adams. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's mostly um, exposition, which I personally usually don't like, but Douglas Adams is very good at building a scene of showing you through having someone tell you. It's very strange, but I love it. That's what I love about it. It's strange. Uh, and Color Out of Space was written by H.P. Lovecraft, who is considered the father of uh, modern horror genre and literature. And they made the movie. I saw part of color out of space and i just wasn't impressed because most people tell you um that you know headcanon is always better like imagining what's in the book is always going to seem more real to you than than someone else's imagining right because you can't be in their head you don't really get the connections or the the same you know world building aspect that you have in your own mind from someone else's mind so of course you're a little bit uh, set apart from that but sometimes they just don't follow the context of the story and so you go in and you're like yeah you know I came to see the three little pigs and then you get there and the three little pigs are like three little ducks and you're like but the movie's called the three little pigs then so that's I discussed that a little bit um if you want to check out any of the episodes I'm talking about you can find them you can find XP Hunter on Spotify iTunes Google Play Podcasts uh and Castbox, or anyone anywhere really that you listen to podcasts. Uh, so I discussed that a lot, and uh, I mean, so I discussed how I feel about them making like books into movies and not paying enough homage to the source material. And for me, that's really annoying because I love to read. Books are amazing. 
Um, we also, so at the beginning of this year, in January, I started the New Year's contest, which I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit sad, um, because no one really participated. And so really, it was very, very easy. Um, the contest was kind of like, hey, all you have to do is create a character sheet, like tell me about yourself, create or tell me about your alias. Um, and, you know, all you have to do is like, at me on uh, Instagram, whatever, um, so that I could see the photo, follow me. And uh, the prizes were a $50 PlayStation, Xbox Live, or Steam card. Uh, the second prize was a $25 gift card. And I think the third prize I was offering was a hand-drawn, um, caric not caricature, but a hand-drawn um, hand drawn art by one of my favorite companions, Fahrenheit, of you as like your favorite superhero or just of you in general. Uh, and so I didn't get any submissions and that made me so sad because I know that there are people listening, um, whether um, they're former companions, whether they're friends of mine, you know, whether it's even my mom, right? Like I don't expect my mom to participate, but I know that there are people out there listening and it's like really frustrating when um, like, you know, there's someone there. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a lurker too for quite a few people, um, mostly YouTube, but I'm, I'm a lurker, not going to lie. I like don't comment and like I've donated like once to this one YouTuber who I follow uh, and I've done it, but he already had, but that YouTuber already has hundreds of thousands of followers. And as far as I know, I don't have any because I don't have any. So I thought, you know, offering this will like, you know, pull them out of the shadows and we'll be able to meet and talk and everything. Um, but no, I'm, I was so sad. I was so psyched too. I was so psyched to like interact with people and see like how creative they could be. Uh, I create, I posted one of myself uh, and I made it on Canva, which is a popular way for people to make like Instagram posts and stuff like that. And I told people, I was like, you don't have to use Canva. Like if you're not, you know, you don't know how to use Photoshop. You don't know how to use Canva. You could use PowerPoint. You could use, I was like, man, break out the, the, the um, construction paper and glitter and glue and just write one. It didn't have to be a whole big thing. It didn't have to be technically amazing. It just had to be something that, you know, represented you. Uh, and, you know, hopefully in the future, actually, I am working on a new contest to see if I can ensnare you guys. Uh, if you want to uh, join the guild, if you want to become an XP hunter, uh, you can find and follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we also have a Discord server. Uh, it's called XP Hunters Guild. Um, and you can join and we can talk about, you know, segments. You can tell me, you know, what I did wrong in the Let's Play. Uh, you can give me suggestions for what I should be talking about in the podcast. People I should be talking to on the podcast. Uh, stuff like that and so if there's something that you're you're like oh we can definitely make it make your your podcast better or your your show better if you do this I'd love to hear it uh, so season five is gonna be even better uh, even though you know even with this isolation we're gonna make this great so uh, in the meantime in between time guys happy hunting XP Hunter is recorded live at WBCA 102.9 FM Boston Studios, a branch of the Boston Neighborhood Network Media Community Access Station.